Amen, amen. If you will stand. Welcome to Stratford Heights this morning. It's great to see you all. Such a beautiful crowd here. I mean, we're packed from wall to wall. It is a very special day, as you saw from the video. Today is baby dedication, and we welcome especially the friends and family of all those that are connected to our babies that are being dedicated. Let's give them a round of applause. Let's welcome them today. <laughs> Wonderful to have you all. You are a very special guest today, and it's a very, a very special day. And we appreciate you all being here. We want to uh, just let you know tonight is the mix at 6 o'clock, our young adult service. You're invited to come and be a part of that. Also, we want you to check out our catalog. There's lots of small group and classes that are going on. Very interesting, very wonderful classes we want you to be a part of. And, uh, of course, if you would like to know how to volunteer, how to get involved and what's available as far as volunteer goes, right after the service today back here in the choir room just beyond this wall, there is a 10-minute informational meeting that will help you out and uh, get you connected there. And it's a wonderful time. We are excited. We're just beside ourselves. We're excited, happy that you're here today. We are going to get out in the house now and welcome each other into the house of God. Power. 
you, is that all you got this morning? Is that all you got? Have you come? Have you come this morning to God's house with intention? Have you come here on purpose to meet with Him? How many of you know the Bible says wherever two or three are gathered in His name, there He is in their midst? There's a lot of folks here today that have come. They've come because they have a heart and a passion and a love and a desire to meet with God. And let me just tell you something. This is God's house. This was built and designed for Him and dedicated to Him right at the foundations of this building. I remember back 27 years ago, we came out here and all kinds of prayer requests and scriptures and all kinds of exaltation and praise was put on paper and, and it was laid in the foundation all around this entire sanctuary. And then people walked around it like the Jericho march and they prayed and the Holy Spirit moved on them. I'm telling you, this place this morning has been dedicated to him. If you come here with a heart for God, you'll find him here because God is wherever people are seeking his presence and his power. It's so good to see you this morning. The Lord is good. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You've been doing that all morning. Doesn't matter what kind it is. Doesn't matter. You know, some folks get all bent out of shape over all kinds of silly things. Telling you, I don't care if you use your fingers, if you use your feet. I don't care if you use your, your mouth, your, your hands, however you put it together. If you come here today, just find a way. The Bible says, clap your hands unto God, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. You and I have got victory because we belong to Christ. And I want today to be a celebration day. Can I get an amen out of this crowd? A celebration day for the power of God. How many of you have been set free? How many of you have been forgiven of your sins and you've been washed? You've been sanctified? How many of you have been baptized in the Holy Ghost? Amen. You know what that means? I don't care if your dog got run over or your mama's grounded you for a year. You still got something to praise God for. And we come together in his house to worship and to honor him. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye people, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. How many of you know that? It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Then it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. And be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. I'm so glad it stretches out to this generation, aren't you? Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in just a few moments. We're going to be dedicating our babies. But we want to begin with prayer. We got a call. Sister Liz, as you know, is not here this morning. Had every intention of being with us. I was able to spend a couple hours with them this week. Brother Virgil has good days and he has bad days. Last evening and this morning is one of those bad days. So they're watching right now online. I want us to, with a big amen, to let them know that we love them and we're going to have prayer right now for Brother Virgil Amberge. Would you help me with that? Say amen. 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 Liz, Virgil, we love you. We know you're watching. We know where you'd be right now if you could. Virgil, we're praying for you, praying that God will give you strength, to give you peace, 
give you his presence most of all, that you will feel the power of God as we pray this morning by faith. Amen? Amen. How many of you say, Pastor, I have a need in my family and in my life? So good to see Brother Daley Carpenter. You're a miracle, Brother Carpenter. We love you. So good to see you. We're praying for you, my friend. I understand you had a birthday this week as well. So if we had any time, if we just, if we could work it out at all, we'd sing happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Daily Carpenter. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Praise God. Now, if somebody else has a birthday, get over it. We're not going to say no. Brother Carpenter has been through a time. He's been in and out of the hospital, and he's been suffering quite a bit physically, and I'm so glad he's able to be here in God's house this morning. So we honor you this week for your birthday. Let's pray for the state of Israel. We always pray in our service. We take a few moments to acknowledge and to pray for Israel. The Bible says, blessed are those who seek her good. Cursed are those who don't. The Bible says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We're going to pray for Israel, but we're also going to pray. How many of you know we need to pray for the United States of America? We take time out of every service to pray for our country and for your needs as well. So let's go before the Lord in prayer right now. Father, as we come before you, Lord, we acknowledge and stop in this service to take a few moments to pray for our needs, the needs of people, and the needs of your work in the world. We pray for Brother Virgil Amberge. We lift him up to you, God, and pray a healing touch, a strengthening touch, that you'd be with him even in this very moment, that he would sense the power of God going right there into that living room, right where he is, over in, on Hicks Boulevard. We ask you to touch him, minister strength and grace to him. Let him sense and know your power. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, for every hand that was lifted up today, every circumstance, every need, Lord, we bring it to you knowing that our God is able to meet every need. There's nothing too hard for you, nothing impossible for you. Our faith rises to a God who is mighty. And we thank you for healing, for deliverance, for provision, for answers to our cry and our prayer. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for the state of Israel. We pray, God, you protect her on borders on every side, that you would touch her sons and daughters, her parents and family members and grandparents and grand grandchildren. We ask you to touch and minister to leaders. Lay your hand of anointing on their leadership and guide them in the will and the work of God in this world that we thank you for it, Lord. We honor you today as we seek the good for Israel, as we seek the peace of Jerusalem. And Lord, we pray for the United States of America. We pray for our, our people, our country, as we head into this election time. God, I'm praying for wise hearts and minds that your will and your work will be done that God will stand on biblical principles of truth, and that, Lord, we will follow, as is outlined in our word, a way of holiness. We honor you, and we desire, God, your blessings on America. And we pray these things, giving you honor and giving you grace, giving you all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone agreed and said amen. 
Amen. Would you give the Lord one more time a round of praise? Now, we are so excited this morning. If you're visiting with us, and I see a whole bunch of visitors over here, so glad to have you, Dr. Ruby Smith. So glad our, one of our pastors and, and her, her and her husband, Ron, pastor here in, in the southern region of Ohio, and we're honored to have you with us today. You represent, uh, you're kind of a matriarch for a lot of folks over here, as I see uh, the Barnetts, I see them here today, and that's grandma and grandpa, and I see so many folks. Rick and Carolyn Smith are here today. We love them. They're, they just come home. We love them when they're here. So we honor them, and as you know, these folks are part of my family as well. So we're excited that you all are here. We invite all of the babies and their families who are going to be dedicated today, if you would, to make your way into the altar area now, coming across the front. Anybody and everybody who will have influence on those children, yeah, you can be seated. Coming for dedication. This morning, as we have the privilege of dedicating little children to God, these parents understand the sacredness of their responsibility before the Lord. They wish to dedicate their kids to Him. I would ask that as the parents come, they come with a sense of, of obedience to the Lord and to His Word. And I pray that God will touch each of these children, each of these family members and parents, grandparents, for the work of God to be done in raising up godly young men and young ladies. Mark chapter 10 and verse 13 gives us a precedence for what we're doing now. It says, and they brought young children to Jesus that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased. And he said to them, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say to you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. He took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. Recognizing that these children are gifts from the Lord, as believers we know they first belong to God and then they're a gift given back to the parents. We're told in 1 Samuel that Hannah presented her son Samuel that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord in the same way. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. Instructed to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So I charge you, families, friends, parents, most of all, raise them up in the word of God and in the nurture of God's presence and his relationship with them. I pray over them today. We dedicate them as your church family. Thank you all, especially family and friends, for being here today. Michael Keith Trebnik III. I had to read that full name. There you go. Look at him. Hey, buddy. Goodness gracious, look at this guy, huh? You got him on the screen there for everybody? Congregation, let's pray. Our Father, as we come to dedicate this little godly man 
We pray in the name of Jesus that you will touch his life and minister strength and grace to him, protect him, keep him all the days of his life. We pray, Father, that you will anoint and order his steps, that you'll protect him and keep him from all harm, that your work and plan, your destiny for him will unfold. I pray that he'll come to know you as his personal Lord and Savior at a very young age. And I pray your work to be done in his life. And we thank you for it. As I hand him back to his parents, Lord, I pray over them. I pray a charge over their lives and anointing. Your word says if we lack wisdom, to seek the Lord who will give. We ask your work to be accomplished and done throughout all the family and the friends who are gathered here. Let them sense and feel the accountability and responsibility for the work of raising this little guy up to be a godly man. In Jesus' name, we dedicate him, and we thank you, Father. Amen. Andy Lee, and all right, here we go. I love the way you all say all. So pretty. All right, let's pray. Our Father, as we come to you again, we pray over little Andy. We ask your work to be accomplished and done in her life, to touch her, minister strength and grace to her life. We dedicate her today and present her to you. Pray that you will keep her from all harm, that you'll protect her life. And God, I pray that she'll know blessings and favor and strength that your plan for her will unfold without hindrance and that your, your blessings will follow after her as every step is ordered. We pray, God, that you will touch her life, that she'll come to know you at a very young age as her Savior. Lay your hand upon her today and bless her. And, Lord, as I give her back to her family, I thank you for them. And I pray an anointing over their lives, that they will sense and feel your presence and your wisdom, guiding them and directing their every step. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And we thank you, Lord, for all these who are gathered, the influence, the impact that they will make on this precious little girl's life. That she will be raised up to be a godly young lady. And we thank you and we dedicate her now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I thought surely there had to be at least five babies over here. <laughs> Malachi Curtis. Hey, buddy. Hi. How are you? He looks like a university professor. <laughs> Little Kai. Let's pray together. Father, as we come before you, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. As we dedicate little Kai, we ask your work to be accomplished and done. We ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to be present in his life as we dedicate him to you today. I pray for the will and the work of God, the calling of God, to be placed upon his life, for your destiny to unfold without hindrance. Lord, for your work to be done, raising him up, ordering his steps in the name of Jesus Christ. Protect him and keep him from all harm, Father, as we honor you for his life. A gift to this family and to these friends, I pray in the name of Jesus, that you'll lay your hand upon him, keep him from all harm, and let the work of God be done. May he know you, Father, early in his life as his Savior. 
May he understand and know the truths of your word. I thank you for him today. As I give him back to his mom and dad, I pray, Father, for your will and your work to be done through them, for you to touch their lives, anoint them, God, let them sense and feel the accountability, the responsibility of your work in Kai's life. I thank you for them and all these family members, the heritage of faith that's here, the ministry and the callings that are here represented. We ask your work to be accomplished in this young man and this family as they sense and feel the charge from your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We dedicate it. Paisley, Paisley Nicole, Poland. All right, these are just for you. Oh, these kids are going to go crazy over her. <laughs> oh, good. Hold her close. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she deserves to be showed off all the way over here. Look at this. She pretty. On three. One, two, three. So pretty. Little Kaisley, let's pray for her. Our Father, as we come to you this morning, we bring little Kaisley to you. We ask your blessings and your strength as we dedicate her today in this altar in your house. We pray, God, for your work to be done in her life. We present her to you. We ask you, God, to anoint her steps, order them by your Holy Spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus that she will know you, come to know you as a strong tower and refuge for her life pray that she'll know you as her savior at a very young age and God protect her from all harm. Let your work be accomplished and done in her life as we give her to you today. As I give her back to her family, Father, I pray over them and I ask your charge, your anointing to rest on them and each one who will have a hand and influence in raising her. I pray in the name of Jesus for all these family and friends that God, your work will be done in the name of Jesus Christ. Give them wisdom, help them, Strengthen them that they know the accountability and responsibility of raising her up to be a godly young lady. So we dedicate her to you in this house in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Please thank the Lord for her. Just thank you for her mom's responsibility. For her. Appreciate it. You need special prayer? Congregation, would you stand with me just a moment? This is Sheila. She's grandma. I understand you need special prayer today. Where you're visiting with us and, and we want to pray for you, the needs you have. Not only for you, but for your mother as well. Would you stretch your hands towards this altar? Let's pray with Sheila for these needs. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord. And we believe in the mighty power of an awesome God. We pray your healing, your strength, your provision, your power to be at work. Almighty God, in the name of, of Jesus. We know that you are able. And so, Lord, we ask your blessings, your strength to be with her, the work of God to be accomplished and done as we pray over our sister. We pray for her in the name of Jesus, asking for your work to be accomplished and done today. Meet every need. Come through mightily, Father, in her life. And let this be a moment in time where she remembers and looks back to the touch of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We honor you today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you all for being here. Hallelujah. Amen. Won't we give it up for these babies? Very good. My goodness.
You can be seated. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. I hope that you noticed on the way in this morning how beautiful things look. Uh, trees cut, bushes cut, all kinds of landscaping, manicuring done. Things are going to be changing over the next couple of weeks quite drastically around this church. The building will be opening up, we'll be moving in and getting ready for hopefully you know, an October 1st occupancy where we'll be able to just start classes and we'll, we'll start moving in and getting ready. But over the month of September, we'll need lots of help in moving furniture and new, new stuff in and trying to get it set up. So if you'd like to do that, just let us know. Uh, you can see Nicole Locke or you can see the office, call the office, let them know you're, you're willing and able to, to help us. Landscaping and parking lot is going to be, uh, over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be taken care of and it's going to look beautiful. We're so thankful for all of those who came out and made the church grounds look so nice. Trees cut, the spruces, bushes taken out that needed to be, and just a lot of very hard work. There were probably 10 to 15 uh, that came and, and worked diligently and hard, and I know they're here today, and I'm so thankful that they are because if anybody would have deserved a vacation day, they would have deserved it. But they're here in God's house today. I want to thank all of you. If I start calling one name, I'll have to call all, and I, I don't have that list in front of me. But thank you so much for all that you did in helping the church. I came over yesterday, took pictures, and looked around and couldn't believe how beautiful it looked. And uh, I thank them for that. And any of you that can help us in the coming weeks, thank you in advance. I want to remind you to check out the small group catalog. Melissa Graw has been working on that, and we have 20 groups up and running. We need uh, you uh, to look at what's offered in, the, in the, the fall quarter catalogs. Check that out. Join a small group. Be a part of connection and discipleship and growing together as a congregation. I told someone the other day, I said, you know, one of the things we've got to do as we're, as we're growing and God is sending families to our church is we have to be very concerned to continue to grow small. Now, what I mean by that is that we have to stay with our connection. I did a message not too many weeks ago called, I can't say I love you if I don't know you. Can I get an amen? I can't say I love you if I don't know you. When you have this many folks on any given Sunday, it was about a year, a couple of years ago that someone shook my hand and they said, Pastor, I'm going to shake your hand again. I said, well, that's all right. God bless you this morning. He said, you know, for the last couple of years, that's all I've ever done is just shake your hand. He said, I don't know you very well. And boy, that stuck me right here in the heart. And so I started diligently trying to know everybody. And that's a hard task. But small group ministry makes that possible. It gives us an opportunity to be able to spread out over a geographical region, groups that can minister, become fellowships to close together and we can get to know one another so that we can mean it when we say I love you so I want you to be a part of that and thank you for it our ushers are coming as they're coming to serve you today I want to remind you that all of our offering at 830 and 1045 this morning goes directly to Church of God World Missions and the 15 different countries and the nine different missionaries that we support 
we don't keep any of it. There's no, no uh, head overhead that we keep back for any reason. Every dime that you give today will go to World Missions. So I thank you for your gifts, and I know our heart's desire is that it not just be an offering, but it, that it meet a need somewhere around this world. The missions we support go as deep and far as South America, to Eastern and Western Europe, to Africa, all the way over to Australia. And we're so thankful for all of our friends around the world that we help to support. And your gift, no matter how small, will go evenly to help every one of those folks. So let's pray today. Father, as we come before you, we thank you for our gifts. We thank you, Lord, that as you have blessed us, we find ways to give back. You said in your word you love a cheerful giver. Lord, the church itself feels like we can't teach that if we're not practicing it. So, Lord, we're going to give. We give these offerings to World Missions and ask your blessings upon every family and every heart who is able to give. I pray for those out there on the field. I pray that you protect them, especially in the day and hour that we're living, when there's so much chaos and turmoil and terrorism. We ask you to protect them and keep your hand upon them. And, God, we ask you to meet and continue to meet the needs right here. Thankful for those who are who are obedient to your word and paying their tithe and giving. I thank you for that, God, as we all work together to do the work of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We give you honor today and we thank you for we pray all of these things in the name of the Lord. Amen.
great praise today. Hallelujah. How many of you know there is a God in heaven? He's on the throne. He's a God in charge. You thought politics and all the celebrities and all the world leaders, you thought they were in charge. How many of you know God is in control this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. You, you don't know. I know what this choir knows. You probably, a lot of you might know. But I'm over here bawling my eyes out taking video because I can't hardly believe what I'm seeing. You see, that's, that's one of them older songs. He pulled out quite a few from the archives this morning. It was kind of good to go back. But that song, come here. You talk about baby dedication. I remember when this little girl was running around the church in her little frilly dresses. She was one of those that looked like them movie star kids. I mean, she had petticoats and everything. Beautiful young lady. Many of you know Carlene Bailey, her mama. Her mama went on to be with the Lord several years ago now. Well, this was, one, that was, this was Carlene's song. This morning when Jaylene stepped out, I thought, boy, there's a generational blessing if I ever saw one. There's a great, great anointing if I ever saw one. Proud of you, girl. You did a good job. Beautiful to see. Don't underestimate what you're doing, parents, grandparents, friends, when you're raising them children up. There's nothing more beautiful. I kind of got a feeling, Jaylene, I, I just kind of got a feeling that God had a balcony of folks this morning that was allowed to pull back the curtain for a little bit, and they were able to be in Stratford Heights Church this morning. I bet Carlene was standing right there in the middle of that balcony singing, Go, girl, get it! I believe that with all my heart. How many of you know we're not, we're not living in a fairy tale? We're not living in some baby's nighttime story. We're living in truth that's been founded on the rock Christ, Jesus. One God. One God. Can I remind you, they tell me there are many roads to heaven. They say there are many roads to God. Let me tell you, there's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. How many of you know Jesus is still the way? Amen. It's simple. It's simple. We make it so difficult. Folks want to wrestle and argue and debate about all kinds of philosophy and theology. It all comes down to one basic truth. Jesus Christ, Son of God, died on the cross for you and I, washing all our sins away. His resurrection gave us new life in Him, and we have the hope of eternal life through Him. Can I get an amen? amen. That truth right there. That's why singing, there is a God. That's why that will touch your heart. Especially, man, when you know you've got a balcony of heaven watching too. I believe it with all my heart. God bless you. Turn to your scriptures to Genesis, Old Testament, first book of the Bible, Genesis 28. I got 21 minutes. I see that clock. I'm going to work very fast. Follow me. I'm going to stay real close to my notes so I don't go off on a rabbit trail. 
I'm going to get a message to you this morning. I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. So if I go over 12, sorry. We're going to do our best. How do you discern when you are in the right place at the right time with the right people? You ever been what they call when they'll say, I'm in a, between a rock and a hard place? Sometimes you find yourself in situations where you're trying to get to the right time, the right place, the right people, and it just seems like you're at the crossroads of disaster. Everything's falling apart, nothing's going right, seems like nothing is working the way you thought it was going to, and you're wondering, Lord, where are you? What happened to the plan? I'm telling you, the Lord, the Lord is a lot more solid and he's a lot more dependable than that I want you to know God has you in the palm of his hand and he is not going to forsake you ever he's not going to leave you don't have to ask where he is you just got to say Lord open my eyes so I can see you the Lord is here this morning and there's a message Matthew there's a message for us that God is near turn to somebody tap him on the shoulder and say God is near God is near. I believe time and eternity comes together in our lives. Our walk, our life cannot collides with eternity. Now, I don't know where yours is. It may happen several times in your life. Mine's had a few little places where I have sensed that time and eternity have come together. We're going to look at such a situation in the life of, ja life of Jacob in just the next few minutes. I want to read this scripture, then I'm going to go back over it a little bit. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Aaron. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Now, what is that place? Well, we know geographically it was a little strange town called Luz. Apparently needed a name change because he's going to do that in a little while. Little town. He didn't actually go into the town. He stayed on the outside of it. But it was known as that place. Because he wasn't wanting you and I to focus on the city geographically. He was wanting you and I to focus on that place, meaning that place of circumstance, that place in your life, my life, when we come and we feel like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. That's the name of the message this morning. I don't know where you are. I don't know what's going on in your life. But what is that place for you? It represents the circumstances that Jacob finds himself in. What circumstances do you find yourself in? That place. It wasn't planned, wasn't part of the dream. Here he is homeless, penniless, helpless, alone, sleeping on the ground, finds himself a rock for a pillow. How in the world, Jacob says, did I get here? Have you ever asked that question? How did I get here? So many times. Verse 12, then he dreamed, 
And behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. My goodness. Can you almost hear the angels singing right now? Well, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. He's an on-time God. Oh, yes, he is. I got another angel stepping out to go. His eye is on the sparrow. So I know, I know he's watching me. Can I get an amen out of this crowd? He's an on-time God. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Don't matter where you find yourself. He's an on-time God. What did God say to him? He said, behold, look, see, pay attention. I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you. Somebody needs this word right here. Go straight into somebody's heart. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. It may have been a promise from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 50 years ago. It might have been a promise spoken to you six months ago, whatever it was. Whatever God has ever spoken to you, hang on to your hat. It's going to come to pass. God is good for his word. I said God is good for his word. You can count on him. Not most of the time. How many of you know you can count on him every time? His word will never come back void. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall never pass away. God's going to come through. Can you say amen? amen? See, we like interaction here at Stratford Heights. If you say a lot of amens, I end earlier. If you don't say amen, then I think you don't get it, and so I keep on going, trying to explain it to you. How many of you know God is right in the middle of your night? He is right in the middle. You're sleeping on the ground. you got a rock for a pillow. It's cold. You don't know what your next step is. You're afraid to move. You're afraid to go back. You're afraid to go forward. You don't know what's going to happen. But here you find yourself in the midst of that place. Stuck between a rock and a hard place. And he was afraid. Well, let me back up. He said, then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, meaning house of God, meaning place 
of transformation. How many of you ready for a God moment in your life? Turn to somebody, point out and say, God's going to move in your life today. Lord, we ask your blessings on your word. We cannot do this without you. I pray I step out of the way and you step in, God. Your anointing, your Holy Spirit, speak to our people, speak to us today. Challenge our hearts into a deeper place with you than we have ever been before. We ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I got a word for somebody this morning. It may feel like you're in a barren place. Looking around, you may not see anything that looks like a promise. You may not see anything that looks like, like it's something you can hang on to. I'm telling you, hold fast to your faith without wavering. Don't look to the left or to the right. Don't focus on the arm of flesh. Don't let yourself or your circumstance or what you think you see, don't let that stand in the way of God bringing you to the ladder to your destiny. The ladder that leads to your destiny. See, God works in cycle. God works in a pattern. God is where he's showing, he's given Jacob an insight that you and I need to see this morning. We need to see the way that God works. God works in your life. When Jacob was at his worst, he was in the worst time, the worst possible conditions. He's running for his life. His brother has put a contract out on his life. He's had to leave his mama. His daddy is waving him goodbye, kind of confused as to what all's happened. He doesn't really understand why he's been outcast. Here he is with the promise of God on his life. And in the waiting, he got a little off track and decided to take care of matters himself. Can I just remind you this morning, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. What could have happened in that situation if Jacob had just waited on the Lord? It wouldn't have been cooking chili, that's for sure. It's so important that we understand God's going to have his way in your life. It may not be exactly the way you planned it out, but if you'll wait on him, be patient with him, if you'll understand God's timing is always right, I always say God's ways are perfect. And it's the easiest path most of the time if we'll just wait. God's right in the middle of your night. His cycle, though, he's showing Jacob that in the midst of all that's going on in his life, he shows him a beautiful picture of how God works. You see Jacob, you see God at the top of the ladder or over the ladder. There are many different translations will tell you all kinds of different things about that. I say it just means God is over the whole thing. God's overseeing everything. He's in control. But it shows us something beautiful. It shows us something we need to remember this morning. It shows angels ascending and descending. Back and forth. Going back and forth. How many of you know God is ever watching over you? Always watching over you. It's not a one-time deal with God. It's not just a grab your receipt at the altar when you get saved and you'll see him at glory. God is in your every minute. He is part of your every day. He is working out your life, ordering every step that you take. You can't get away from it. God loves you unconditionally, and he's not going to let you go. How many times in our spiritual walk, have we measured 
measured the spiritual results or the spirituality of our circumstance by our goosebumps, by our chill bumps. Hey, hey, we got the money. Hey, hey, we got the job. Hey, we got the promotion. Hey, we got the favor. Hey, it's a good day. God's surely on the throne. I've heard people say, oh, pastor, the Lord touched me this morning. God's surely on the throne. Oh, it's been a good day. Pastor, God is blessing today. Oh, that's awesome because it's all good. I believe he said in the good times and the bad times that in everything I'm to give thanks and to honor God. Because how many of you know he doesn't promise you that we'll absolutely call everything good that works in our lives, but all things will work together for the good. That's God's promise. When you and I look at these things, we gotta, I'm going to break somebody's theology, and I'm, I'm really sorry because I can't count how many times somebody has walked up to me and said, Pastor, look. And I'm always just like, what? Oh, do you see that? The Holy Ghost is in the middle of all this. Did you see that? I said, well, the Holy Ghost works in goosebumps and chills. That's awesome. Now, I don't doubt for a second you sense and know God's moving in the house or in your life. And you're going to absolutely get a little, you're going to get excited. And there might be a physical manifestation of a nerve or, 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 or joy or strength rise up in your life. But can I tell you something? God doesn't manifest himself in fleshly things. God manifests himself in the spiritual truth of his holy word. He will stand on this and back it up every time. And it tells us that you're going to go through trials. You're going to go through troubles. You're going to go through good times. You're going to be on the mountaintop. But you're also going to find yourself in the valley of Baca, which is the valley of weeping. There are going to be times you're going to be sorrowful. But he says to us, to our good, he says, but you will not sorrow like those in the world. You will sorrow like those who have a hope and an anchor in Christ Jesus. When you and I know that that truth is what we're standing on, you can bring it all on. He said, be sure I have overcome this world for you, and you are going to be more than an overcomer. So you'll always get to the good. But sometimes you're going to go through some hard times. You might feel like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I didn't even have that in my notes until this morning. I wrote it up on top there. Stuck between a rock and a hard place. That's where Jacob was, and that's where we find ourselves so many times. Because the question would beg, when we don't feel the chill bumps, where's God? Where's God? When I don't see him, when I don't feel him, when I don't see a light, when I don't see... I see a light maybe at the end of the tunnel, but I know it's a train. What, what, am I, what am I looking at? What am I dealing with, Lord? Where are you? Isaiah said it in chapter 50. He talks to Jesus. What do you do when you've obeyed the Lord and you've followed after God and you've been obedient to him and you don't see any light and you don't see any hope of an answer in front of you? What do you do? He said, I trust in the name of my Lord and I will just stay upon him. I'll just lean upon the everlasting arm. So it tells us there's going to be times when we walk through the valley. Why are we shocked? We will walk through those valley times. But as a child of God, just like Jacob, you need to remember, if God's got to put a ladder in the valley, he'll put a ladder. If he's got to put one out in the middle of a desert somewhere, he'll put one out there. If he's got to give you a dream when you're laying your head on a solid rock there and you can't seem to get rest, God will take care and give you what you need when you need it. How many of you know he will always be there for you? 
God will always come through for you. You've got to wait on him, and you've got to be faithful. Don't let go. When you stand before the Lord, he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. When you and I are faithful to the Lord, we can trust that whether we feel it or whether we don't, God is in the hard times. He's in the bad places of our life, the dark, the barren places. God will show up, and he showed up. For Jacob, here Jacob was tired, he was exhausted. He had been two days since he had left home. Esau seething in the background in anger, putting out every kind of feeler he can to find out where his brother is because he wants him dead. You got Rebecca over in the corner weeping. You got Isaac waving goodbye. You got two days to walk, two days to think, two days to wonder what could have happened if he just waited it out and done. It, like God's way, it wasn't the send-off he hoped for. Here he is, Jacob's running for his life. His relationships are broken. Everything's falling apart. He's in a little outside outskirts of a town with a bunch of strange people and people he don't even know. Not even a pillar to lay his head on. This guy with a call. This guy who was the son of Isaac. This guy who had the promise of Abraham in his lineage, his grandfather. He, had the, he was bearing the promise of the Lord. And here he is on the backside of some town where a bunch of boulders are laying around. And he's got to use one, the flattest one he could find, to lay his head on to get some sleep. But God gave him a dream. But God. But God. Gave him a dream, a dream that you and I need to see today, especially in the day when we're living. This is perilous times. This is where you don't know what's coming down from day to day. There's so much terrible terrorism and trouble and strife on every hand. There is a war going on just seemingly everywhere all over the country. I was watching an Israeli report yesterday on the television and the reporter was a little shocked there for a moment as he was interviewing an Israeli who just kept right on talking while bombs were going off in the background. And the reporter said, don't you hear that? And he looks over and says, oh yeah, there's a war going on. Didn't even phase him. The reporter was scared to death, ready to run. We see the turmoil and the terror on every side. Let me tell you, all throughout the Word of God, everything that the Bible, you know that book that mama like puts in your face all the time, the, the, the gospel that you hear all the time and, and, and you try to get away from it and you try not to let them cram it down your throat anymore, you know, you don't realize that they're only doing it because it's your lifeline. They're only doing it because they, they know you need it more than anything in the world. They're scared to death you're going to get off out here in the philosophies of the world and close off your faith and turn to the philosophies of the world and start believing all kinds of deception and lies. And the next thing you know, you're so off track, you're on your way to a devil's hell. It's mama hanging on for dear life. <laughs> Determined that she'll stand between you and the gates of hell if necessary. You can like it or lump it. But you'll not blame mama or daddy when you get to the end of the road. When you stand there between you and eternity, there'll be no excuse. I love my mother would come in and late at night, Riley, and she'd lay her hands on me while I was sleeping. I'd wake up. She'd lay her hands on me and start speaking in tongues over me. That's right. Prayed in the Holy Ghost over me. She'd pray rebuking the devil. She'd go from room to room and pray for my sisters and myself. And she I can't count how many times she would do that in our lives. She'd just slip in, Sister Ruth, after hours and while we were asleep. And she'd pray, thank God for a mama that'll run it down your throat. 
Thank God for a mama that'll stand in the gap between you and where you're headed if you don't get it right. Doing our very best to help in every way we can. There is a truth that must be discovered and found out, and you need to find it out. Jacob is finding it out. He has a dream. In the middle of that dream, God says something to him. He says, hey, you're down there on earth. I'm up here in heaven, but look what's between us. There's a ladder between you and I, and there's a promise that goes with that. When you go on and you read in that verse, you see how God was looking out for him. And can I tell you something? God's looking out for you. God loves you so much. He loves you unconditionally. You turn him on and you turn him off. One day you're okay with him. One day you're not. You're running one direction one day and another the next. You don't care what, you don't have a, an idea in your mind how, how to live right and do right and, and how to please everybody. You running like a banshee Indian. When you see God coming, somebody mentions the word God and you start getting twitched in your neck and you don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm telling you, the, there is a God who loves you in heaven and he's going to pursue you every minute of your life until you understand he's the greatest thing you'll ever discover. I have found him to be the mo most wonderful decision I ever made in my life. God is a God of great love and unconditional love. Loves you. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. He loves you right now as much as he ever did. He may, you may be when you were like that little child we dedicated today, putting in your mama's lap at the hospital, God loved you. You'd say, well, of course, God loves a pure little baby. Man, suffer the little children to come. Those, those kids are perfect. They're beautiful. They don't have a sinful thought or deed in their lives. They're perfect. God loves them then. Well, guess what? God loves you just like the day today. He loves you just like he did the day he put you in your mama's lap. His love is unconditional. It's not fickle. He, doesn't, he isn't on one minute and off the next. God's not working out a plan in your life and then turning it off and going another direction and picking somebody else. Oh, the devil told you that's the way he is, but you need to know today that is not my God. My God will follow after you all the days of your life. Mercy and goodness will follow after you. He'll chase you down. He chased me down. I couldn't get away from him. The night I got saved, I sat there. I was under such conviction. I was twisting my fingers in my hands. My knees were going to town. I was going up and down. I didn't know what to do. I thought that preacher needed to shut up. And I wanted him to shut up. I, didn't, I wasn't sitting there going, oh, I received this word. I was sitting there, can we get out of here? If they'll just say stand, I'll go to the bathroom. I'll get out of this room. I don't know what it was. Don't, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been there? Man, the devil don't want you to hear it. The devil don't want you to know that God's got a way to bring you from heaven to earth. He doesn't want you to know he loves you no matter what. Here is Jacob. He's been a deceiver. He's been a tricker. He's been somebody who's cheated and lied and done everything else under the sun. And there's God giving him a Holy Ghost dream. God giving him a, a plan to get out of the mess he's in. Letting him know that he's there for him. Let me tell you, that's the God that I know. That's the God that I serve. He's looking for a way to bring you back in. Hallelujah. He's looking for a way to rescue you. He's looking for a way to draw you back in. The world's done everything and the enemy himself has done everything to lie to you, to steal from you, to pull your faith from you. Schools, activities, 
work activities, family activities. It's doing everything it can to drain you of your faith. You got all kinds of people pouring into you, all kinds of lies. But let me remind you, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's got a word for you. Angels are going back and forth. I remember a Sunday night, many of you would remember, Lord gave me a vision right here in the sanctuary. The Holy Ghost had moved. We had all kinds of folks praying in different corners. Every, everybody was, some were on stage, some were down in the aisle. The Lord was moving and we were praying. We were doing warfare. And I'll never forget the night I looked over here in the side of this sanctuary and I saw in the spirit, I saw a whole army of angels go flying right out that window. We knew something had been done in the spiritual realm. And the testimonies came back one after the other. We were keeping score. You remember? I said, I'm going to keep score on this one. And we prayed and the power of God fell. And there was an army of angels. I'm telling you, there are angels ascending and descending. They're working on your behalf. They're answering prayers. They're giving guidance and direction. They're there beside you and camped round about you. Lest you dash your foot against the stone. God has got an army working on your behalf. Oh, God, open up the eyes of your people that they'll see. Open up the eyes of your people, God. He dreamed a dream. Probably one of the most famous dreams in all of history. And that dream is a word for you and I this morning. He's always been there. Always been there. He'll always be there. And all of this is the victory that helps us to overcome, Christian. This is the victory that will cause us to not look to our circumstances. We're all guilty, aren't we? We look at our circumstances. We look at what's going on around us. And, and we get to wondering. We get to doubting. We get to feeling bad. We get to getting the, what I call the mully grubs. But if we just open our eyes of faith see him high and lifted up and sitting on the throne his train fills the temple if we'd see him for who he is oh we wouldn't have to ask the questions and we wouldn't have to walk around so weak in our faith the trouble the world is having right now is it sees a bunch of weak faith but if you and i would get strong and that's the challenge that's come to me through this word for this morning we've got potential in front of us it's beautiful what's happening God is opening up doors families are visiting us we, we love the the influx of new people I'm doing my best me and Richard were shaking our head last week we we're looking at all the faces and we were like I don't know them and I don't know them and who are them I got to get to know them who are they where did they come from Somebody came out here yesterday, to or day four yesterday, to help with all the cleaning and all the, the shrubbery work that was done. And, and everybody was just like, well, I, I didn't even get their name. They, they just knew. So beautiful what God is doing. He promised us, he said, if you'll stay faithful and you'll stay obedient to me and you'll follow after what I'm doing, you don't get high and mighty, you don't get lifted up, you don't get, you know how we feel around here. We don't, man, we don't, we don't want to get to the place where we can start to think we're doing it. I learned a powerful lesson. My, my family, my mother taught all of every, every one of us, remember always what side of the bread is buttered, and it ain't your side. <laughs> Staying humble and broken. 
a heart like David's. David wasn't perfect, but David had a heart that would cry to God and would try to do everything in his power to humble himself before the Lord and give himself to God. Don't underestimate the power of the church. Remember that Jesus Christ set the church up. Don't get too high and mighty for the church. Don't get too crazy in your thought philosophies on the church. Remember that God set it up. Christ gave a word in Revelation to the church. He's got a word for his church. And when he comes back, he says he's looking for his bride, which is the church. And you and I understand that goes hand in hand with the body of Christ and the synagogue, the temple, the place that he set up and ordered. You and I are right in the middle of the plan of what God is doing in this world. He loves us. He loves the church. He looked at each one of the churches in, in Revelation and he told them what the problems were. Some, they had left their first love. Some, they were so highfalutin on their doctrines that they had gotten away from truth. Others of them were too high and mighty, weren't humble. All kinds of issues and problems and even sin. It's right for us in these last hours and last days as I get ready to close. Gary, if you'll help me, I'll land this plane. I am the God of my word. I am a mighty God. There is nothing too difficult or hard for me. Look unto me. Allow me to strengthen you. I will take you from where you are to where you are going, and I have a plan, says the Lord. Be patient in your waiting, and know that I am working all things out for the purpose and plan I have intended. It is my will. Rest in me. Look to me for that strength and know that I am giving the victory. I have moved one step always ahead of you, and I am preparing the path and the plan. I have worked for my provision for you. I have laid out what is necessary for your victory. But you must trust in me, embrace me and my work by faith, and know that I am building you. And when you come through, you shall be as pure gold. Trust in me, says the Lord, and look to me now. Would you stand with me this morning? I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. Sister Ruby, I, I haven't figured God out all completely yet. I keep finding every time I think I know something, Rick, every time I think I've discovered just about all there could be, I find a whole new door opens up. What I've learned, I was flying in a plane around 37,000 feet, and I looked down out of that plane window, and I looked down on the earth, and I saw big semi-trucks and trains, and they looked, they didn't even look like they were matchboxes because they were so much littler than that. They, just tiny little things, little cars, no bigger than the end of your finger traveling in traffic down on that highway, looking at little houses that were no bigger than a penny. 
And I was honest before the Lord. I said, Duran, I said, God, how do you know where I am? I'm looking at hundreds of thousands of people from this plane. God, how do you see me? How is it that you see me? And I felt a little almost distressed. And I looked down and I watched them little tiny cars moving so slow. So how do you know where I am? And he whispered in my ear. And he said, I even know the numbers of hairs on your head. He said, I take care of you. And I watch for you. He said, I measure. I measure your breath. He said, I count your heartbeat. And I've saved your tears. I added to the jar. I sat there and I said I love you God I love you Lord let me tell you I don't know where you are I don't know what's got you stuck between that rock and a hard place but that rock oh I can show you my scriptures it's 14 minutes after I gotta quit we read in scriptures where Jesus says you shall see the son of man and a ladder from heaven to earth And the angels descending and ascending on the Son of Man. How many of you know that rock he was laying on was that truth? That that rock represents Christ, even in the Old Testament. And that ladder represents Christ's work, his perfected work that he brings to the table when you and I can trust in him for every need. Ain't nothing, when all you got's a rock to lay your head on, honey, that's the best thing you could have. Don't forget where you are. Don't forget how you've come. Don't forget the truth. Kids, listen to your mom, to your dad. Listen to your youth pastor, Cameron. Listen. Telling you time. Time is ticking away and it's short. We're trying to get truth poured into you as quickly as we can. We're trying to make sure you've got a foundation so when the enemy sucker punches you right in the face, you'll have something to hold on to. We're doing our very best to give you truth. We're trying to pour it into you so that when you stand before God, you won't say, hey, they didn't tell me. No, you'll know. You'll know. My heart's cry for you today is that you will not only know it, but you will embrace it. The most important truth you'll ever know. Well, I don't know where I'm going to go to college. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know who I'm going to marry. I don't know. All those things are secondary to the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. I'm proud of you for all your accomplishments. I'm so proud of you. I can't hardly stand it. If I show up at something, I'm Instagramming your face all over the country, all over the world. I'm so proud of our young people. So proud of you. But listen, to me, there's nothing more beautiful, nothing more important that when I see you with your head buried in this altar right here, there's nothing that breaks my heart and makes me want to get to you as quickly as I can than knowing you are searching out your faith and your trust in God. Every father, mother, 
every person and adult in this house today. There's nothing more important than where you stand with God. There's nothing more important than you holding on to the faith you've been raised in your whole life, not letting go. I'm telling you, there's nothing more important than knowing he's the rock, he's the truth. And on that truth right there, you can build your life and we'll build the church. The truth that Christ is the answer. You need him. He's in, his, he's in every circumstance. He's in every trial. He's in every trouble. He's there for you. When Jacob is a beautiful example of someone who wasn't doing it perfect. He failed all over the place. He felt guilt. He felt humiliated, disgraced. He was there. He, he's hiding out in the middle of Luz, running for his life. And God said, I will be with you. I will continue to bless you. I'm going to make your descendants, he took care of his future, he said, I'm going to make your descendants blessed like the dust of the earth. I'm going to bless your family name. I'm going to give you a hope and a future that will go all the way into eternity. He was letting him know, I got you. How many of you know God's not nearly as upset over our failures when we give them to him as we are and some of our friends are? God sees our our faults, he sees our sins, and there is a, a remedy for sin. He doesn't condone sin, don't get me wrong. We don't condone sin, but God has the remedy for sin. He said, hey, listen, re let's reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. See, God's got a remedy. God just wants you to come clean. Come clean. Lord, here's my hands. You take care of the pure heart, I'll wash my hands. I'll give you everything I've got and surrender with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. What do you need God to do in your life? Where are you at? Are you at that hard place in your life? Are you at a place of decision? Are you at a crossroads? Do you need the Lord to do a miracle in your life? Have you felt disgraced? Have you felt shamed? Have you felt like you haven't gotten things right with God? Are you here today and you need to make that fresh, wonderful decision for Jesus. You need to give it all to him. The hurts, the betrayal, you need to give him every hurt you feel. Right now, I believe there are angels filling this sanctuary. They're all over the place, ready, waiting, ascending and descending, ready to do the work of God in your life. And it's going to happen right now, right here before you leave. Lunch can taste different than it did yesterday. You can have a good night's sleep tonight if you'll just give it to God. The church can't heal you. Preachers can't heal you, but Jesus, the healer, is here, and he can. He can touch you right now, right where you are. If you need that working done in your life, I want you to shoot your hand up and right back down. Where are you? There they are. One, two, three, four, five, six. Anybody else? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Anybody else? Thirteen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's the Lord working in your life. Anybody else? Anybody else? I need that work in my life, Pastor. Pray for me. Amen. 14. Anyone else? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 15. 16. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to do a work. God's going to do a work. We're going to give every problem to him. 
You may need to accept Christ as your Savior. You may need to just put it all into the blood, give him every failure, give him everything. You're ready. The Holy Ghost has done his work. Now we're going to come and we're going to embrace you. We're going to escort you right to the throne. We get to be a help in, in just taking you by the arm in faith and just walking you before the throne. We're going to pray a prayer. It's just words unless it comes from your heart. But if you mean it with all your heart, I'm going to ask you right now, would you just wherever you are, everybody, especially those who lifted your hand, would you just step out real quickly, those that will, meet me in the altar just as quick as you can. Just come real quick. Come on to the altar. Would you do that? Just step out right now, quickly, quickly, wherever you are. Thank you so much. Come on, church, help me praise the Lord. Help me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing it. Never burn out. May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Make me a with your hands up. Would you do that, church? Make All over the house. house Make us a house of prayer, Lord. A house of prayer. told you the prayer is just words but if we mean it from our heart the Bible says if a man believes in his heart confesses then with his mouth that same person will be saved that same person will be delivered that same person will have faith to believe in God will move mountains in your life so right now we're gonna pray for salvation then we're gonna pray that God will get in the middle of your situation and you can hand him everything you got we got this rock right here this rock represents that rock that old Jacob laid on it's covered in anointing oil that's what he did at the end he said surely the presence of the Lord has been here and he anointed that rock we're gonna anoint that hard place that you're laying in right now that hard place you've been in we're gonna anointing that this morning the power of God is here in a beautiful way and he's gonna touch you he's gonna minister to you right now let's pray for salvation would you help me church let's pray together dear Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins you are the son of God you died on the cross for me you rose from the dead I accept you as my Savior I declare you're my Lord make me strong help me to live my life to glorify you according to your word I believe it I've said it I've asked you, I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, if you sense and you feel, God, I want to give you everything. 
I want to give you my hard place. I want to give you my tough time. I want to give you my children. I want to give you my husband. I want to give you my wife. I want to give you all the trouble and the trial I'm going through. I'm giving it all to you, Lord, and I'm trusting the angels of God to bring great deliverance. And with the hands up, with those hands up, let's now begin to pray. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring deliverance. Bring your power to work in this house. Every life, every situation, dispatch the armies of your angels, Lord, all over from this house. And let the work of God be accomplished and done. We pray it in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Lord, we give it all to you. We're not going to pick it back up. But, Lord, we're laying it down, casting our care upon you. And we thank you for the love. We thank you for the deliverance. We thank you for the peace. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise. Give Him glory. Give Him honor this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Go ahead. Take it. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. He is going to touch your places. He's going to turn things around, do wonderful things. He's going to be glorified. God's going to reach, touch your life, and touch the lives that surround you. He's going to do an awesome and wonderful work. We want you to go today and be blessed. Be reminded tonight is the mix, our young adult service at 6 o'clock. Go out here empowered, encouraged by God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Everybody go. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon.